Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK, sponsored by Brewers Outlet. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar... Led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. For those of you who did not watch any of the preseason game last night between the Jets and the Browns, and I safe to say the vast majority of you have not. <laughs> DTR, big night. The UCLA quarterback stepped up and played well. A lot more of that than what you've seen historically and a lot more scrambling out of that quarterback. Robinson, Robinson, a strike for the touchdown to Austin Watkins Jr. And Dorian Thompson Robinson has put himself on the radar here tonight. Dorian Thompson Robinson just looked so cool. He took that big shot. It didn't phase him at all, but that was a brilliant route on the outside. Just such a good casual move to the outside, breaking back inside. Easy. Oh, my almighty. There you go. A star is born. <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, he, he's off to a very good start. He was breaking ankles with nice, brilliant throw there on the touchdown. Threw out a hard block that I wouldn't recommend a quarterback do, but it was still fun. So, yeah, it was a good first step for him. I mean, who knows well, with Deshaun I, Watson? You never know. So, Well, but you know what? You, you know, Everybody's looking at that second quarterback. And, and, look, everybody knew he'd make the team. I mean, this is not a question like, oh, my goodness, hey, he may make the team now. No, he's going to make the team no matter what. But the question is, how good can he be in that situation? He did well last night, and I didn't see it. So you, of course, were locked into every minute. Don't get it. <laughs> well, I I only watched actually a little bit of the third quarter when he was sure. in there. So that sure. was about, that was about it. Sure. Yeah, sure. but then I, I went so, back and watched highlights this morning because I was just you watched curious. highlights. I did because I was curious about how DRT did. The preseason game highlights. <laughs> just, just for that particular reason. That's all. That's all. I do not watch preseason highlights other than if I miss the Eagles. That's about it. Look, the Eagles go out and the eighth string guys get a couple touchdowns. You're watching highlights. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll watch them. No question, because that's my team. Yeah. You'll do it. Like, I'll be locked in. You better believe it. I'll be locked in next Saturday night. Okay. Who are they playing? <laughs> <laughs> At Baltimore. 
At Baltimore, okay. at Cleveland, home against the Colts. For the preseason. Okay. Is it bad I didn't know? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say no. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. So. Well, this uh, could be another one of those... Uh, Watershed days. It sounds like they are on track to. Again, my I'm not going to change my opinion at all on the fact that I'd rather operate with 16. I want to see how 16 works, and I realize that this is a play of the of the cards. That is not about now. This is not a play of the cards about now. This is a, about a play of the cards about seven years from now. Or, in reality, six years from now, when the, when you're negotiating your new TV deal. That's what this is about. This is all about playing your cards six years from now, not in the moment. And that's what this is about. Okay. And you're trying to secure this so you already have it in your back pocket and don't have to worry about it in the next negotiating period. I understand that. But I would like to have seen how 16 worked first. I was very comfortable with 16. I like the scheduling model where you played everybody home and away over a four-year span. To me, that is how a conference should operate. But if they want to go with this model, I understand that I understand the reasoning behind it. It's not like I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I do. I mean, you're trying to make sure that you have your. Um, schools in place without having to worry about anything else. When the time comes. Like, all right, you already got Oregon and Washington. They're part of the mix. It's already established. You know who it's going to be. Okay, you understand all that. All right. And now we get to watch the potential of looking out of the press box and looking out to Union Bay and seeing boats parked at Husky Stadium. And then you get to try to identify the numbers of all the many different Oregon football uniforms. Oh, I talked to I remember I talked to Paul Keels after he did and uh, after he did a Rose Bowl. And we were just chit-chatting. I said, hey, what you think? What you think of the whole thing? He goes, oh, Steve, he says, the Oregon uniforms. He says, he says, Jim, Jim Lachey. He says, Jim and I are looking at each other. How the heck did you? Couldn't identify any of the numbers. Now, some of them are way better than others. All right, so that's, you know. 
you know that because they they literally do what use twelve of them a year, right? It seems that way. Yeah, and you know, and some are going to be easier than others to identify. But you know, this guy because I you know he and I we were just chit chatting about this, and he says, and just he just blurted it out, and I said, really? He says, yeah, it was. He said it was really bad. Now I've had a couple like that. Northwestern did that one night where they had purple numerals and black jerseys. Oh, boy, and it was a night game too. <sighs> And I remember one of their sports information people came into the booth because we were just going to go over pronunciations, whatever. And he just said to me, he said, hey, what do you think of the uniforms? I said, geez, they're kind of tough. That's all I said. He goes, well, we have the numbers on the helmets. I said, you can see the numbers on the helmets from here? And he looked out and he went, oh, God. (laughs) Because you couldn't do it. Yeah, there it is. Uh, And like, okay. Now, on TV, I'm sure they look great. And the Oregon uniforms on TV, TV always look great. And the only other one I ever had trouble with was um, South Florida. South Florida came in for the opening game of 2005, and they had gold numerals and gold jerseys. Oh, boy. Just a different That's shade of gold. Oh. I, I think the numerals were a darker gold than the, the jerseys. Like, okay, well, we'll fight our way through this one. Okay. now And I'm sure that, on, again, on TV, that it looked really great. But in practical application for what we're doing or for the fans in the stands, not easy. I think that was about the only two, Matt, I've ever done. Because I've never done an Oregon game. I mean, the only time I ever saw Oregon play in person was the 95 Rose Bowl. I did not announce the game. Um, so, I don't, you know. It's a helpless feeling. I've been there a couple times myself with football jersey numbers. It's it not was, fun. Well, I mean, high school football is tougher than college football because you guys have to sit there and you don't have the best angles from the press box. Exactly. You're you're lower to the field, and that you know that doesn't help either. Um, You know, that, you know, that's why I always have a lot of respect for what you guys do. A lot of respect. Um, so we'll see how this plays out today. Like I said, there, I mean, my reasoning for staying, staying at 16, right, I'm not into this conquer the world thing. Because I'm trying to, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me if the Big 12 adds Arizona. It doesn't matter to me for they add Arizona. Again, I keep going back to, okay, you're getting 31.7. Eventually, my contract is going to be up over 80. I have Penn State, USC, Ohio State, Michigan. Your big brands are Colorado, Arizona, TCU, and Oklahoma State. Okay. No offense, I'm not. You're not even in the same realm. Again, the Big Twelve gets an A for me for survival. They get an A for me from getting the best possible TV deal they could get. 
they get a C- minus from me for, for brand names. There are going to be a lot of games on ESPN+, Plus, a lot of games on ESPNU and ESPN2. They are the definition in college football that, for the most part, that doesn't mean they won't have some big games here and there, but for the most part, in the TV world, they're filler. Everybody's made a big deal out about them, but let's be realistic. Let's be point blank. They're filler. You cannot lose Texas, Texas A&M, Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma, and tell me you're better. You're not better. You survived. And survival is a good thing in this environment. That you know, In this environment, survival is a good thing. They get an A for survival, an A for getting the best TV package they possibly could. There's plenty of linear with ESPN and Fox. But they're a C-minus in terms of brand and, and teams that people want to see. You know, how many of you want to watch Iowa State play Texas Tech? Now you would, I know you're kind of a big Texas Tech fan. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! But you see what I'm saying, right? Yes, no question. I mean, that's what they are. And outside of Florida State, Clemson, and maybe an occasional game with somebody else, the ACC's in the same boat. Everybody thinks they've got all these desirable brands. They don't. You know, people are not breaking down doors to Pittsburgh. They're not breaking down doors to get to Syracuse. They're not breaking down doors to get to Wake Forest. And as great a basketball brand as Duke is, they are a great basketball brand, among the best. But their football brand is not. And that's what a lot of this is about. That's why they don't figure in anybody's thought process. Basketball is an excellent supplement that makes money. But it's not the reason these contracts are being put together. And I think that the play here by the Big Ten is quite simple. Well, they're breaking apart. We're not the ones that broke it apart. But they're breaking apart. They've got a bad deal. We can get them. And it's not getting them on the cheap. Again, I've as I've laid out for everybody, as I've laid out for everybody, right? They're going to get more money by doing this than going to the Big Twelve. They're going to get more money than this by staying. So, from their point of view, this is survival for them. For the Big Ten, I still say they need. to come up with an additional revenue source somewhere to help balance the sheet. And for anybody that says, oh, the Rose Bowl is going to be all upset about this, the demise of the Pac-12, no, it doesn't figure into it anymore. The Rose Bowl is now a part of the college football playoff. This year there will be a semifinal. The year after there are going to be a quarterfinal. 
So there's no Pac-12, Big Ten anymore. There may have been a preference to make it, make it may have it be a matchup of a Big Ten, Pac-12. But the Penn State or Utah game was the last ever in the current deal of Big Ten versus Pac-12. The Rose Bowl made the agreement, said, you know what, they tried to hold out, tried to hold out, and they now know the only avenue they had was to get and be a part of the college football playoff. And the college football playoff told the Rose Bowl no uncertain terms, hey, take it or leave it. They were not going to bend over backwards for them. Rose Bowl wanted special considerations, and the college football playoff wanted to give it to them, and the Rose Bowl finally acquiesced and said, you know what, okay, we're in. So the so anybody that's saying, oh, the Rose Bowl must be upset about this move, they're looking around going, okay, that's the way it goes. Because that game was not going to exist any longer. Have they made this by by bringing in Oregon and Washington? Should this vote be a yes? Is the Big Ten a better football conference? Yes. By bringing in Oregon and Washington, should this come to pass? Is the Big Ten a better basketball conference? Yes. The deeper. And the college football playoff is going to be deeper as well. It's going to be 12 the next two years. And let's see if there's any momentum to push it to 16 when the new TV contract comes up. But to me, 16 was more manageable. I like the fact that you could play each other home and away in a four-year span. So I liked the models as I was going. So the management part of it I liked a lot. The fact, But again, you can't, I think it's difficult to look at everybody and say, hey, look, every, you're all going to get one sixteenth. I know the conference office gets a cut, but we'll just make it simple. You get one sixteenth of this this number, and the number changes every year, moving its way up. Well, if you don't get another revenue stream in to offset Washington and Oregon, now you're going to be asking everybody to take one seventeenth. And if you're saying, "Well, no, that's eighteen teams," no, if they're getting half packages, that's that equals one, so it's one seventeenth. So, in order to do this, are you going to make everybody sacrifice, or do you find another revenue stream to do it? and come up with another TV package that maybe is a Friday night 10.30 and a Saturday night 10.30 to make this happen. And it's going to take approximately 400 to $500 million over a six-year period to then offset the Oregon-Washington numbers. You'll get some back because... BTN and Oregon and Washington will be allowed to double, I think it's triple, their carriage number on cable in terms of what they charge people. Which, by the way, is you're talking about, you know, the Big Ten numbers are cents. It's not It's not like mega dollars. ESPN's the most expensive thing on your cable. But you've got a problem with streaming right now. Netflix makes money. But Netflix doesn't carry sports. So who are the primary ones? Peacock. All right, Big Ten's with Peacock. They're losing losing nine figures. Paramount Plus, CBS. They're losing nine figures. 
And then the big one, Disney. Disney Plus is losing nine figures. They aren't losing a million. They aren't losing 10 million. They're losing over 100 million per year. And it's way more than 100 million. I've heard it's as high as 600. And the Disney stock number, which was what, 120 in 2019, is now somewhere around 80 per share now. So your stock valuation's gone down 33%. That's a that's problems. That's a problem. You thought only we could bring on Jill Schlesinger to talk about this stuff. Ha ha. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Here on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Oh my almighty This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sponsored by Brewers Outlet. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show punch by <laughs> our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestics microbrews, these the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street at Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. You're, I'm sure you're wondering why I'm chuckling. So, um, Guess who I'm exchanging text with? Either Jack or Tony Knopp. No, it's uh, it's actually Dick Girardi. Ah, he was gonna be my third guess. All right, all right. So, I've got I've I've been trying to get a hold of Tony about this. So we're gonna try and get Tony on. So I said, uh, he texted me Big Eighteen. <laughs> I texted him back, gas up the plane. <laughs> I said Seattle and Portland are further away than Los Angeles. So then he says, I need a team in North Dakota and Alaska. Oregon is the only other of the 50 I've not been to, so he's been to 47 states. So I told him, I've been to 42. My missing ones are Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, North, South Dakota, Alaska, Hawaii. So then I texted him, any good racetracks out there? It says, Emerald Downs in Seattle. Used to be a great track. Also called Longacres. So, but it closed years ago to make room for the Boeing expansion. I hate when that happens. Not so sure about Eugene. Well, I said, we need to get a card to a search because, look, we aren't going for just one game out there. He says, small seasonal track in Oregon, probably not open during the season. <laughs> He's amazing. He's amazing. Those where all these tracks are. Oh, man. All right. The vote, by the way, this afternoon is expected to be Unanimous once they finally get to it. And that's the way it's always done. I know there are people in the Big Ten that are not enamored with doing this, but they're going to vote unanimously anyway. The King is here. Is he here? No, we're still waiting on the King. 
Still waiting on the king. Yeah, he, he got tied up with a project last week that he couldn't join us, so I'm wondering if that is the case, but I haven't heard from him, so I don't know. I don't know either. We'll wait and see. Okay. So. I do have a question, though, about this, about Notre Dame with this, Steve. Yeah. I, I, I know I, I you know how I've said that I've always been fearing that Notre Dame would be left out if they kept being an independent school and kept being stubborn about that and looks like they're going to be. Now that the Big Ten is about to go to 18, I, I think my fear is starting to perk up a little bit more. Well, if they get their own TV deal that satisfies them with NBC, I mean, that covers them in the short term. Um and plus, they get a partial share of the ACC from the basketball part of it. Um, I, I don't, you know. It depends on what you covet and what your brand happens to be. And I think that they covet their independence in football. They feel that's a, an important part of their brand. But they have to get the dollars to make it pay off. When they look at NBC and they say, we want $75 million, which they did, I don't know, what, seven, eight months ago? Right. Nine, nine months ago. That's an opening negotiating ploy. They know they're not going to get $75 million from NBC. But if they can maybe get 45 to $55 million, which is which would essentially double the payment they're getting now, they're okay. They're okay. Okay. They would get more money than anybody in the Big 12 or the ACC. And Yeah, I guess that's a good point. They still you know, are getting more than those conferences. Right. So that's if they were to get that, because right now they're in the 22 range. Yeah. So they're only getting more than Pac-12 12 teams right now. But they're, uh, I'm sure that the negotiating ploy that they have is the idea, you know, you always throw out the highest figure, knowing you're not going to get the highest figure, and then they'll come in with an exponentially lower figure, and then you'll try and figure out a figure in between so you can figure it out. <laughs> the king is here. King. Hi, guys. How's it going? Great. How about you? I'm good. So I see Oregon and Washington want to join the Big Ten, huh? Yeah, it looks like uh, the vote could be as early as this afternoon. I mean, Oregon and Washington are looking for financial lifeboats. And I think the Big Ten is trying to make a play that the landscape seven years from now, when they neg- or six years from now, when they negotiate a new TV contract, by having them a part of it and then being full members at that point, will allow them to maximize their television deal without having to worry about expanding because they already did it. Well, yeah, they'll be on TV because they're on the West Coast. The Big Ten will be on TV from noon to midnight. Yeah, it will be, because, and that's going to be critical in all this. They have to come up with a 10.30 time slot that they can mm-hmm. sell to somebody, which is 7.30 Pacific time, to sell to somebody to offset the money they'll have to pay to Oregon and Washington. 
Yeah, and which means that over six years, if you're going to pay an average of, let's just pick a round number, $40 million mm-hmm. to each school, you've got to come up with $480 million over six years to offset them somewhere. Now, some of it will be right. offset by the fact that the Big Ten Network in Oregon and Washington, because now they would be conference schools, which means they're technically in the footprint, the Big Ten Network number triples on your cable bill. But when I mean it triples, it goes from like thirteen cents to thirty-nine cents. But that's still a tripling of the number. Yeah, well, if you have a cable like I do, I've got to buy an entire package to get the Big Ten Network. Right. right. It's not, you know, I've got to upgrade to silver or gold or whatever it right. is. And, but I right. look at it like yeah, I'm a fan, right? Uh, I don't live in Pennsylvania. I don't live in Washington. I don't live in Oregon. But if I see Penn State is playing Oregon tonight at 10.30. I will find a way to watch that game, as opposed to Oregon playing San Diego State. It would be a West Coast game. and right. I, I might peek in at it, but not with a lot of interest. But these schools like Ohio State, Penn State, that, that have huge alumni, that's a big, big market. I don't – you know, I, I think it's a – you know, I think it's good. So, well, I think that what's I know going you, to happen. UConn's looking for a conference. I yeah. think maybe the Big Twelve. You know, so they can get some money instead of losing money. <laughs> so. Right, and they, and yeah, because their football program loses a lot of money. Oh, uh, forty million. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's you know it's it's a crushing thing for them. Uh, Oregon and Washington, uh, look. They're going to get more money from the Big Ten, even with a partial share, than what they were going to get from the Pac-12. I think even with a partial share, uh, right? The contract that was proposed to them was equal to what they're getting now, which is twenty million, with subscription escalators that could get them to thirty. But the subscription escalators are extremely difficult to get to. They could mm-hmm. be getting as much as thirty-five, forty million from the Big Ten, which would actually give them more money than they would be getting from the ACC or the Big Twelve. Now, if they made a bowl game, would they get money on top of that? Uh, they would get uh, one a one-eighteenth share. Okay. Well, no matter they take all the bowl money. So, like the big, it's like Penn State went to the Rose Bowl. I think the payout yeah. for the Rose Bowl is like what seventeen to nineteen million dollars. Well, Penn State didn't get seventeen to nineteen million dollars. It was put into a pool, and everybody divided it up evenly. Indiana got the same amount of bowl money as Penn State did. Right, and that's a good thing. It doesn't sound like a good thing if you're in the Big Ten. You know, it's if you want to argue about it. But if you have a school like University of Connecticut, they get no money. They get right. nothing, and that's why they want to. That's why. The hiring of this Mora guy is good. He gives them yeah. a name, mm-hmm. and the UConn's going to be pretty good. He's a good football coach. So, no, he did a good job. I think they're looking at the Big Twelve. So, well, I think they're begging for it. I mean, because yeah. I, you know, the problem is the ACC, which they can't. Um, you know. The ACC Boston College has been a big problem for UConn. 
I mean, because that would have yeah. been a nice fit for UConn, and they have not been able to break through there. And the ACC, I mean, do you expand and bring in somebody else? I mean, I don't know how, because you have Florida State screaming they want out. Yeah, don't they want to go in Alabama's league? Yeah, but there's but the the, the SEC is looking around saying, "Oh, we're good." <laughs> well, they don't we're need good. any of that. I mean, yeah. Syracuse is in the ACC too, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, and it's a shame because that they had the Big East, and it was. You know, it was lower level, but it wasn't bad. I mean, you had Syracuse, you know, UConn, Pittsburgh. You know, there were some pretty good teams in there, and it just all fell apart. Well, if you were to have told me in 1969, Texas played Arkansas, right? And President Nixon went to the game, and Bud Wilkinson had convinced him, hey, look, as part of the Southern strategy... Go to the game, declare the winner of the national champion. It'll be good for you. Well, Texas won the game 15-14. In the locker room, he declared them the national champion, even though Penn State was undefeated over here in the back. <laughs> right? And, and, and the key was is that not only did Texas win the national championship that day, they won the Southwest Conference championship that day. If you were to tell me that 25 years later, in 1994, there would be no Southwest Conference. I'd look at you and say, "You got to be crazy! Are you kidding me?" Wow. And there's no Big East in football anymore, and we're about to get to the point where there's no Pac-12 in football anymore. Southwest Conference had some good teams. What was the other? One? I was just thinking of who was in it. That um, no, doesn't matter. I didn't realize they were completely gone. But you're right. You know, I don't hear that ever. You know? No, Southwest Conference gone, Big Big East gone, and now the Pac-12, unless something dramatic happens, is on the verge of extinction. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can. Now, look, if you're Washington State and Oregon State, okay, you're looking around saying, okay, what are we doing here? Because nobody is knocking on your door. I mean, you could be Mountain Westbound. If I'm Arizona State and I'm Utah. I'm sitting there saying, okay, what do we do here? Hey, do we yeah. go to the Big 12 and follow Arizona and Colorado? I mean, do we do that? Because you had now you have to you have to be at the point where you have to save yourself. How you do you save yourself? USC and UCLA, right? Yeah, but they're going to the Big 10 next year. What? <laughs> USC and UCLA are going to the Big 10 next year. In fact, in fact, USC is scheduled to play a game here next year as part of the Big Ten. Are you? I had no. I missed that. Oh my God! Yeah, you're going to get the whole Pac-12 in the Big Ten. Well, is that good? They'll get a third of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, that. Well, here's the okay. Here's the reason why it's why the Pac-12 is so vulnerable. All of these conferences, I think except for the SEC, the SEC doesn't have a grant of rights, I don't think, but everybody else does, where you assign your media rights to the conference. And if you move, the conference still gets your media rights, even though you're playing at a different conference because you signed this document. 
Well, the Pac-12's TV deal and the grant of rights that goes with it expires August 1st next year. So on August 2nd, all these Pac-12 teams can seamlessly move from one conference to the other because there's no exit fee and there's no deal with the grant of rights. Okay, tell me this. With the current college championship set up the way it is, it's just four teams, doesn't that, and even if it went to eight teams, doesn't that kind of negate some of these Big Ten teams well, because it will they're go, beating up it, each other? It's going to go to 12 teams beginning next year. And oh, I really? think it's going okay. and I think it's going to go to sixteen in, in two years after that when the new T V deal comes up. Now that last part's just a guess on my part. All right, now we still have to do headlines. We'll do that in a moment on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Headlines. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna get mine started because apparently if I put the name Aaron Rodgers in my headline, I'll get a click. So, we'll make them my theme today. First one. Great Rogers call after he orders a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Steve, let's start with you. Yankees 3-4 and four since Aaron Judge returned. Parade scheduled for tomorrow in the Canyon of Champions. <laughs> I can guarantee you that will not be happening. Unless they actually... Win this Astro series. They're off to a good start after a good win last night. King. Um, well, I have a question. It will be a headline. Um, which quarterback or and or team is under the most pressure to win this year? GRT, baby. <laughs> J- Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yes, I will agree with that. No, I don't think. I think Deshaun Watson. Well, yeah, because especially after DRT's performance last night. Yeah, well, I just it was I. It's a question I heard on ESPN today, and it's a good question. I mean, they're paying him; they are putting the entire franchise on him. And if he doesn't perform, then what? What? Well, I think another one. Another one. That there's nothing left at that point. But poor Cleveland. I mean, they made Major League the movie about Cleveland. They made the Kevin Costner movie Draft about Day. Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> Terrific movie. Bill Belichick, if you made him mad, he would trade you to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the another anyway, quarterback is Russell Wilson. Yes, I 100% yeah, agree Russell, with that, too. There was another one, Russell Wilson, that, that if he doesn't perform this year, what a horrific bust. Yep. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you kind of, you know he'll play well, you know. But, but here's um, my thing. If he stays healthy, everyone kind of forgets Everyone forgets that about Aaron Rodgers. The guys have really been able to stay healthy consistently the last couple of years, including last game, year. Excuse me, how many games did your quarterback miss last year? He missed two. Rodgers yeah, missed right. more than half the season. Rodgers played the whole season last year. Or was the year, well, it was the year before? The year before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Rodgers is a funny dude, but don't forget he went away this year for a weekend. You know, one oh. of those uh, dark out things. I'm scared now. 
he's found Well, himself. I mean, the opening segment of the show is really a pathway into darkness, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that depends on the day. <laughs> Speaking of Rogers, great Rogers call on what diapers to buy for my kids. Well, you did need some help. <laughs> I'm a Huggies guy. We're a Huggies, Huggies family. Yeah, we're a Huggies family. Yeah. I'm a nothing family. <laughs> I'm like a stick in the mud. I mean, my, my wife's family's got all this stuff planned this week, and I'm like, I just want to read a book, you know, and that, well, whatever. I'm, I, I just got to shut my mouth and do what I'm told, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, we're, we got three parties to go to. Wow, I, you got a full weekend ahead. Yeah, I just don't want to have one party. We got to go to the party, and then we're having a, a, a shower, a wedding shower, because one of the grandchildren's getting married, and then I got to babysit one of the. I mean, I'm babysitting. He's fifty years old. But he's gonna hang with me all day. I'm like, why? I, I want to read a book. So, I'm going to football I'm practice. Venting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going racing at Pocono tomorrow. You're going to Pocono? Yeah, I'm going to Pocono Raceway tomorrow to do the stock oh. car experience. Lisa got that, that for me cool. for my 30th birthday, so I'm stoked about that. That is fun. Good for your <laughs> birthday. It was my for, it was for my 30th birthday. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's a big one, 30. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just a remember, Just remember, stay on the track. Don't try to use it on the streets. You <laughs> will be pulled over. <laughs> Duly noted. A message, a message from this station and the Ad Council. 